from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, the WFNZ out in Charlotte, he is Kyle Bailey. We're doing magical radio things all at once. He's on in the afternoons. We're on in the afternoons. Although I'm curious, around here, Kyle, you know, we were talking about state's loss to Clemson. You got some Carolina fans that still believe the Tar Heels may be making a run in the Coastal after they took care of your Virginia Tech Hokies on Saturday, <laughs> um, which is a, which is another conversation altogether. I feel like around here, folks have just checked out on the Panthers because they gave you no reason to really pay attention to them. Has that been the case in Charlotte? I mean, get yeah, anger, but I feel like anger no longer works. I think apathy might be kicking in. Is that true? Not for us so far. Um, and that part about the heels and Hokies is very funny. Um, historically bad offense. We'll get there, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, you know, the, the Panthers, um, it's still, we're still in the anger phase over here because the, uh, you know, Carolina gave these people a little bit of hope. Um, and it wasn't all pinned on Baker Mayfield. It was just that he was seemingly a clear and obvious upgrade over the other guy. And he's been anything but to this point. So, yeah. you know, it was interesting to me that after the, uh, the loss to New York, the following Monday. I mean, I, my phone lines were just melting. And then the week after, after a win, you know, people didn't have as much to say. Uh, but then yesterday, of course, they, they lose inexplicably, inexcusably, losing to a very unserious football team in Arizona. Um, and yesterday was just a full-blown meltdown. So uh, one or two more of those, and, yeah, there, people will be – wading into full-blown apathy, but I don't get the sense they're quite there yet. It's interesting, and Kyle Bailey, WFNZ out in Charlotte, joining us here on the OG. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Ovies. You, you described the Cardinals as an unserious football team. I'm with you on that. But the Panthers are in the same boat. I mean, they tried yeah. to they tried to position Sam Darnold as a guy who would turn it around. When, when Matt Rule talks about he had the greatest practice he's had since he's gotten with the Panthers, that tells me you're unserious and you're trying to position a guy into something that he's not. And Baker Mayfield's got his own issues. I thought maybe he could turn it around. He's being unserious with questions about getting booed and then going, well, I mean, I scored a touchdown on that drive, didn't I? As though what you're telling fans is, hey, if you boo me the entire time, maybe I'll actually produce and won't get balls batted down. The whole thing just screams blow it up. So what are we waiting on here? Well, I mean, I don't know. Yes, blow it up. But I don't think you're in a rush to blow it up. You don't necessarily have to be. You let this guy, Matt Rule, you know, hire a bunch of new coaches and coordinators this offseason. So I, I would understand if, hey, we're going to give them most of the season, even all of it, to, to figure out what this is. Probably not all of it, but you're probably going to give them, you know, half the year to see if they can make this work because um, you did take the time to make these changes and, and trust him to do that. All that said, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, they, they built up an offensive line that is improved. Mm-hmm. They're top 10 in run block win rate, pass block win rate. Um, there, there's talent offensively, running backs, wide receivers. But the quarterback has been abysmal. And the offensive coordinator has not really given him a whole lot of help either, just in terms of on Sunday refusing to give the ball to the best player on offense, Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield was an upgrade, but this was always supposed to be a team that still ran the ball first and asked the quarterback to manage it. And instead, we look up Sunday, and Ben McAdoo's drawn up 36 dropbacks for Baker Mayfield, um, who continues to have balls batted down at an alarming rate and just forgets that Christian McCaffrey existed. <laughs> and I posted yesterday on Twitter not to, to be a jerk or, you know, to, to throw salt in the wound, but let's revisit what Ben McAdoo thought about Baker Mayfield coming out of the draft. They've asked him to work with a quarterback that he already didn't think was very good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, you know, this whole thing feels like it's just misaligned, 
and doesn't work. And so I understand completely why people out there are saying, just blow the damn thing up and start over. Well, you know it's bad when there's, and you tweeted this out, I think not this past Sunday, but the, the Sunday before, and Kyle Bailey, WFNZ, joining us, that, hey, you know, throw Sam Darnold in. I'm paraphrasing what you had tweeted, but you, you invoked the name Sam Darnold. I'm thinking to myself, well, Baker Mayfield hasn't done the thing that Sam Darnold is known to do, and that's hurt you with turnovers. Now that argument has gone out the window based on what we saw against Arizona. And they're kind of in a rock and a hard play situation because Sam's not healthy. Baker's lost all confidence. And the guy that you drafted is out for the season. What are you going to do? Go back to P.J. Walker? It's just the quarterback under Matt Rule has been missed every single time. And that's honestly going to be the story when it's all said and done. They never got the quarterback position right. Without question. Um, and I saw someone frame it the other day as the audacity of Matt Rule to come in as a head coach to start a rebuild and never bother to take a first-round rookie quarterback. <laughs> um, and, and it was a joke, but it's, it's, it is true to an extent. Now, I am tired of hearing about Justin Fields, you know, from some in this fan base. Oh, I'd go to take Justin Fields instead of J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn is a stud. He's locked down. And they needed that position when they took him. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of revisionist history going on there, but I digress. Yeah, the quarterback position – is going to be Matt Rule's downfall because this defense this year is the real deal. Um, I'm not saying they're all-time great, but that's a winning playoff-caliber defense. Their special teams has been fantastic. Again, they lost Dane Gonzalez, scrambled, picked up Eddie Dinero. He hasn't missed this season. Johnny Hecker's a Hall of Famer, should be part of the quarterback competition this week, as far as I'm concerned, and special teams has been fine. The running game. Um, you know, when Christian McCaffrey has been given the rock, he went back-to-back games of 100 yards plus. Yeah. So they've got two and a half of the three phases of the game working well, but they can't figure out the passing game. It's like a Rubik's Cube to Matt Rule, and he just can't figure it out, and it's going to be the reason that he, he gets fired likely pretty soon. Kyle Bailey, WFNZ, joining us here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Obvious. One final thing about the Panthers before, I don't know, I feel like i, I got to put you on the therapy couch to talk about the Hokies. Um I- David, the last, at least the last I heard from David Tepper was in a preseason game where he was talking to Taylor Zarzer and Steve Smith in the television booth. And the only takeaway I had from that is that David Tepper is a little too deep into the Twitter mentions talking about people, you know, living in their basements and tweeting things out. Tepper talks transparency, but he's not very transparent with, you know, what the direction of the team is, what he's thinking, what he would like to see. You know, people see him bail on Rock Hill. They fire the the the, the Charlotte FC coach in his inaugural season, and yet here you are sticking with Matt Rule. So where is Tepper? What is the thought process with him bailing on everything else except Matt Rule? Well, I don't know if you've heard, uh, David Tepper really only appears at my remote broadcast across the city. Um, he likes to pop up when we're on a boat somewhere, but I mean, he does, but in all seriousness, yeah. he has, you know, he has, you know, kind of taken a back seat publicly speaking. Um, and, and overall, that's a good thing. You know, if they were winning, we'd probably be praising him for that. Stan Crockey's teams win. We, yeah. we rarely hear from Stan Crockey in the media. Um, so that alone is not now when your team suck and there seems to be controversy. And, you know, when you uh, appear to have done some very shady things with the city down South in Rock Hill and, and have left that, by the way, that construction went up for sale yesterday, and the marketing on it is hilarious. We don't have time for that. Um, you know, so, so David Tepper, he, he's a bit of an enigma still. He's a guy that you know uh, came from up north in Pittsburgh, came down here, kind of looked at Charlotte as a, a real estate project, and, and it's a pretty damn good one, but his football team hasn't been very good. And the soccer team has been very exciting here in year one, but you know, we'll see if they make the playoffs. His Q rating is lower than it's ever been here. Um, that, that is without question. He's, 
he missed an opportunity that day on TV to probably say something more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I understood where he was coming from with the basement people joke because I, I deal with a lot of them here. I know what he was doing, but it was a low-hanging fruit joke. He could have said something you know, to give these people a real sense of direction or encouragement that things were turning around, but uh, he, he is not a popular man here among the fan base right now. There is no question about that. Cal Bailey, WFNZ out in Charlotte, joining us here on the OG on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. All right, so for people who not might, might not be familiar, you're a, you're a Virginia Tech guy. Uh, there's yep. a lot of Virginia Tech fans in our listening area, and things always get spicy when they take on the Tar Heels. So uh, I really have two questions, because I need for you to help me understand Virginia Tech fans. The first sure. one is... Why does Virginia Tech feel some type of way about the Tar Heels? I think I know the answer, and I think it's related to recruiting. But why do Virginia Tech fans feel some type of way about the Tar Heels? Well, I think you know the answer. Uh, does that recruiting story extend to one Larry Fedora and his beloved freak show? <laughs> it might. It might. Okay. Yeah, that, that has quite a bit to do with it. In the waning years of Frank Beamer, there was a lot of, um, you know, there were a lot of things on the message boards. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Okay. Um, and so I, I do think it has to do with the recruiting, some of the tactics, some of the things that were said about our beloved Frank Beamer. Um, but then beyond that, of course, for the heels to, you know, come into uh, to Lane Stadium and Frank's final game and get that win. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they'll ever forget that. I, I was there that day. And so I thought it was uh, interesting last night. I don't know if you watched the uh, the ACC Legends episode on Frank Beamer on the network last night, which is really well done. Mm-hmm. They, they showed the game. And then glossed over the result beautifully. Just oh, that's great. Being, that's good. Yeah, just Frank being carried off the field by his players. If, if you didn't know the game, you would have thought they won it. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it was but it was interesting. But, like, I, I don't hate Tar Heels fans. In fact, uh, you know, I, I love Roy Williams. And, you know, I've loved covering Roy over the years. And I love Mac Brown. I think he's one of the great statesmen of the game. I think it all stems from the Larry Fedora era. Okay. And, and for, for some people, they're not going to let that go. But, uh Look, Saturday was what it was, buddy. This is uh, going to be a multi-year process for Brett Pry. Uh, Mac Brown has a friggin' stud of a quarterback out there mm-hmm. who I think is going to be the number one overall pick. So, you know, it took your lumps on Saturday. It's not like it hasn't gone the other way for the better part of this rivalry. So, you know, one, I think Tech fans can take. Okay. All right. All right. You're not getting arrested, are you? No, no, no. This happens frequently here in Charlotte. I don't know if you know that or not. It's very busy. It's a very happening place. I heard Charlotte's got a lot. All right, we man. Do. A lot. All right, Kyle Bailey, WFNZ. We appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you later. You're the you're the best, buddy. Thank you, <laughs> Kyle Bailey, WFNZ. Although there has been a time where somebody was pulled over by a police officer in the middle of doing an interview. Sure. Yeah, they were going too fast. I got pulled for speeding. That's that that has actually happened in the course of doing an interview. So typically, we do, we do like to catch people when they're either walking or parked or or in their office. Typically. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.